Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Tasmania Talks, time to have a chat to our entertainment expert, Peter Ford, one of my favourite chats, and in LA as we speak, Mr Ford, good morning to you. Hello, Mike, good to be right back with you. Now, indeed, uh, well, the entire Academy Awards, hey, you were there for the Academy Awards, and this time overshadowed by Mr Will Smith, well, I mean... Oh, yeah, that's the sadness of the whole thing, yeah, that that everything else kind of got lost in the wash, you know, including... Our Australian win and, and, you know, the fact Jane Campion, who's kind of sort of Australian, uh, she won and, you know, nothing else really mattered after that happened. Everyone just lost interest. It all became about, did you see what happened and why aren't they doing something? And, you know, there's opinions are divided. Uh, I'm more surprised than, any, than anything still that Will Smith was allowed to just go back to his seat and sit there. I don't know why security guards didn't come in and escort him out. Well, you think uh, it's, it's, it's a violent act. It, it went, you know, two sides. I know I saw some of the interviews with some of the women saying, I wish I had a husband like that that would protect me. I totally understand that. But then again, you know, do you encourage violence? Well, there's other ways you can take a stand without... I think so slapping someone or punching someone, you know, if he just sat there stony-faced, if he just got up and walked out, and that would become a big story, you know, people would have known about it, but it, 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 he probably would have had a lot more support. Uh, it's hard to gauge how much support he's got for what he did. I think less and less since, the, you know, the 48 hours since it happened, it's, um, you know, since the Academy themselves finally put out a statement saying they condemn it, uh, that's when I think people started getting a bit mm. louder and a bit more honest and willing to say, oh, yeah, it True. shouldn't have happened, that wasn't right. Up until then, it had been, oh, you've got to understand that this and this and this. And So I think the, the mood has changed somewhat. We don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't so think he'll lose his Logie. Oh, no, he won't. Oscar, don't get them mixed up. Oh, Oscar. Oh, did I say Logie? <laughs> It was a bit more like the Logies the other night with the punch-up. But, uh, yeah, but they won't take his Oscar away from him because, no. you know, they haven't taken Harvey Weinstein's away. They haven't yep. taken Roman Polanski's away. So they're not going to take his. But they certainly potentially could kick him out of the Academy. That would be a very big blot on the copybook. Um, and they also could ban him from actually attending ever again or even for a few years. And that would be a big blow to the ego particularly, of course, if indeed he was to get nominated again for another movie. Yeah. But, um, you know, he put out the apology, which just looked like PR spin it didn't to it. me. I didn't buy it at all. Um, you know, I just think the whole thing was very unfortunate, and I think Chris Rock is the one that we should be really saluting, because the way he carried on and did the job that he was there to do to present that documentary category, you know, you could tell he was rattled by it, but he just plowed on just the same. I think that was the ultimate professional. Yeah. I think so too, but it really is to, it realistically, I mean, he shouldn't have, the, the, the language, the jokes, probably yeah, they may have needed to discuss that beforehand, you know, when you talk about a, a, someone's uh, illness. Not good, but then again, what Will did, not good. But yeah, well, it's very dangerous turf for comedy. You know, the, the Oscars in recent years, they're going only for comedians to host it. The comedy element is a big part of it now. Yeah. And it's almost become like the old roast shows we used to watch, you know, with Don oh, Rickles true. and others. And, you know, where we want to see the celebrities getting sent up and torn to shreds. And I agree with you that once you get into people's medical conditions, it is uh, a dangerous turf. I mean, there's some suggestion that he didn't know that she had alopecia, 
But bear in mind, and please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this makes it okay, but she actually isn't bald. She shaves her head. She, mm. she, she, uh, she does have alopecia, and presumably she would have maybe patchy hair or very thin hair. I don't know. But she actually isn't bald because of alopecia. So, and that's not a secret, by the way, that, that she's literally shaved her head, head on, on Instagram and put it up there for everyone to see. So, like I say, I'm not saying I would do a joke like that, but uh, there is some context to it. And we missed uh, the appearance, you know, of Liza Manelli at the end of the show. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, well, nobody really paid much attention to that. And no. I thought that was such a beautiful moment, and I thought Lady Gaga handled it so well. And, yeah. You know, Liza, Liza considers, or used to consider herself... Uh, that she was first and foremost a dancer, and secondly a singer, and thirdly an actress. And so for a dancer, of course, through circumstances and health conditions, to have to be in a wheelchair is really the worst possible nightmare. And she's really been very, very, uh, you know, reluctant to be seen in it. So to convince her to come out and do that was a big thing, and I just thought Lady Gaga handled you know, Liza with such great respect and dignity. Uh, I thought it was a lovely moment. And let's not forget the Australian cinema, cinematographer, what is it, Greg Fraser, as you said, Jane Campion, great winners as well uh, in, in the Oscars. Dare I say the Logies? No, I would never say that again. <laughs> but uh, what, what can we expect tonight at Shane Warne's Memorial? This is massive. Yeah, it's going to be a great event, I, I think. think. So. so, you know, I, I would encourage people to watch it. I'm in America, so I'm going to have trouble actually seeing it, but I might be able to get it online, I think. But it's going to be pretty massive. I, I can tell you that yesterday, Shane's father, Keith, and his brother, Jason, and the three kids, Jackson, Sumner, and Brooke, all went to the MCG to survey the place and the staging and everything, because all five of them are going to speak. And that's a big thing. You know, it's a big thing for anybody in the real world to be asked to speak at a funeral. But when you're doing it for your loved one and when you're doing it in front of a crowd of 60,000 at the MCG and millions of people around the world watching, it's a mm. huge responsibility. So um, they went and surveyed the place just to kind of get the feel of it all. But there will be some great surprises. Um, Robbie Williams has, uh, this morning recorded Shane's favourite song which he's done for him. He recorded that here in Los Angeles. Uh, Chris Martin's doing two songs. One of them is, is the one he's especially written for the night called The Eulogy. Uh, you've got Greta Bradman there doing the national anthem. Anthony Kalea's doing the prayer. There's going to be some panels. There'll be one panel of, of cricket greats, including uh, Merv Hughes and Mark Taylor, and they're going to tell stories about Warney. There'll be another panel of his mates telling stories about the sort of rascalish side of him, and that's going to include Sam Newman and Aaron Hamill, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be quite something, so I hope people enjoy it all. It's going to run for two and a half hours, yeah. so it's going to be quite the event. I think it'll be a ratings winner as well, but such a great night. I think we'll all watch that. Um, end of the Food Fighters, I mean, with Taylor Hawkins, 50, dying while on tour in South America. I mean, so sad. Yeah, it is sad, and of course they very quickly announced the South American tour had been cancelled. Yeah. There was no great shock there. And of course, a lot of people had been wondering what's going to happen next. You know, is it the end of the Foo Fighters? So a few hours ago, there was an announcement made that all immediate concert dates are cancelled. And that includes their return to Australia in just a couple, or well, the end of this year. And then I think they had gigs into early next year as well. So they haven't officially said the band is disbanding, but it doesn't look good. It, it looks like 
like it's very, you know, possibly could be the end of the Foo Fighters. I know I spoke to Brant Webb. Uh, remember Brant? He was one of the two men trapped for two weeks in the Beaconsfield yeah. mine. Well, actually, while underground, he requested an iPod loaded with Foo Fighters albums. And the band, actually, hearing this, invited him to a show anytime, anywhere. Uh, he'll give them you know, tickets. Anyway, they kept their side of the bargain. And he met Taylor and as well as Dave Grohl, all the rest of them. This is Brant oh, Webb. Wow. He met them. And they all wrote, they wrote a song called The Ballad of the Beaconsfield Miners, which is on their 2007 album Echoes, Silence, Patience and Grace. I was lucky enough uh, to have a chat to Brant yesterday about that. But, I mean, that's the kind of band Foo Fighters is. I mean, yeah. they, go, they go all out. To, to all people. I just think they're just generous and wonderful, and I do hope they keep going. Yeah, well, that, that concert they came to Geelong to do just a couple of weeks ago, like a one-off concert yeah. to kind of hype up all our music, and I'm sure they were paid for it, but it still was... I think they're beyond the point where they really need the money now anyway, And but they still wanted to come out and, and keep that really good connection they have with the Australian public. So, you know, who knows where it'll go, but Taylor's death was such a sad one, and... Mm. You know, it's clearly there were drugs involved, and he, he in interviews in the last couple of years, he's been saying all the right things, like, you know, drugs are in my past, and I'm a family man now, I, I don't mix in those circles, I don't have a rock and roll lifestyle, and yet there he was, found with 10 drugs in his system after he died. Now, some of those 10 were prescribed drugs, like antidepressants, but it clearly ends up becoming a cocktail within your system when you then start adding illicit drugs to it. What's it like in LA at the moment? Well, today, weather-wise, it's lovely. Yesterday was a really nasty day. They're lucky it wasn't the day before because that was Oscar's day and it would have caused a bit of havoc. But it's always glorious in Los Angeles. And, you know, the whole town is still consumed, really, with talking about, you know, the the situation at the Oscars. And I guess tomorrow when we, when we find out what punishment he actually gets and how real that punishment is, then the story might start to die down. Well, Pete, you have enjoyed over there. I look forward to having a chat same time next week <clears throat> with Peter Ford, our entertainment expert in LA. Thank you, Peter. Good on you, Mike. Take care. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.